0: My grandmother's way of cooking is so different from uh, mine and my mom's. She makes everything from scratch, say churning her own butter or uh, making her own rice flour or chili powder. Everything is made from scratch. And the best part about her cooking is she makes it in her heirloom cookware that has been passed down from her mother, uh, be it the casta iron dosa tawa or the cast iron appam pan.
1: Welcome to Mindful Businesses, presented by Sarani, and I'm your host, Padia Ayer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we have with us Kavya Cherian, founder of Green Hair Looms, sustainable organic cookware. Welcome, Kavya. Kavya joins us from Kochi, India.
0: Hi, Vidya. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's such a pleasure.
1: Isn't it interesting that cultures which are thousands, even tens of thousands of miles apart, have similar cooking practices and even foods for that matter? You know, almost every culture has a noodle, some form of a noodle, and even the pots and pans.
0: Yes, Definitely. So while I was doing a lot of research for my uh, business, I came across a lot of um, similar cultures having similar cookware. Like for instance, uh, a and pestle in India, there are different versions of it. So there's an Indian version, there's a, another version in Thailand, there's another version in Italy, there's another version in so many different places. So my grandparents uh, used to work in Nigeria. So when they came back to India, they bought a mortar and pestle, which is made of brass. So wonderful to see different cultures having a similar way of cooking and a similar kind of cookware.
1: Especially the cast iron pot. During the pandemic, and everybody was cooking and my family, we were like rushing out to buy this particular pot to bake a bread in. Yes. And it was sold out and <laughs> it was, it, you know, it went at a premium uh, if at all of it was available.
0: Yes. Like in America, the cast iron skillet is, um, is it has been always there, right? Like uh, large sells like really good quality cast iron skillets, if I'm not wrong.
1: Yes yes I got my first large griddle to make dosas 30 <laughs> years ago I still use it Yes
0: that's the best thing about cast iron cookware it will last your lifetime it will probably outlive you if you take care of it well
1: So what are the traditional materials that used in traditional societies for cooking not now like say we went back 500 years ago
0: I think uh, probably clay cookware because it's easily found and the technique in which the potters use to make this cookware has been evolving over the years. Then um, another version would be stone, stone cookware, like soapstone cookware. Again, this is another classic example of how um, different cultures use the same material for having different varieties of cookware. Like um, while I was doing research, I found a beautiful cookware brand in Brazil that uses soapstone cookware. And the design is exceptionally good. So I can see a lot of similarities between the cookware in different parts of the world.
1: Is stoneware cookware used in India
0: too? Yes. So it's soapstone cookware. Mm-hmm. It is a naturally occurring stone, which is mainly composed of um, mineral talc, which is rich in a magnesium.
1: In Korea, they have these stone bowls too, where they famously serve a dish called bibimbap. Oh, it's my favorite. Uh, I'm not sure what stone. It's a pretty heavy stone. Um, Okay. Is soapstone pretty heavy? Yeah, it is is heavy. It is heavy. But it is a
0: soft stone. So if you dig your nails into the stone, it will actually go inside.
1: The one that is used for bibimbap seems more like a harder stone similar to granite yeah but but the same dish in in the restaurants or in homes you can have it served in your regular china the rice with the okay uh, toppings or they heat up the stone really hot okay and they put they put the cooked things in the stone and they bring it to your table
0: oh okay that's nice
1: yeah so the rice actually Becomes crisp at the bottom. I almost want to go out and get one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a great dish. Yeah, but that's so true. Uh, who would have thought Brazil had soapstone ware? Yeah, uh, similar to the one that. Um, so it is was made in India. Yeah, it's
0: traditionally handcrafted by um, artisans. So yeah, they carve the stone into a pot. Wow. And you can uh, only use it if you season it. You should season it with oil and turmeric.
1: And so what do they do in Brazil? Do they have turmeric there? No. So um, uh,
0: in Brazil, they um, season it with olive oil and heat. Uh, You need to cure the pot for two to three days.
1: Yeah, that's true even with the clay pot because I remember once we were in Mexico and I bought some clay pots, the bean pot. They cook the beans and I asked the lady what i should do is how i should season it and she told me to take a piece of garlic and rub it on the inside of the pot yes <laughs> and it worked really well so there's, you know all these uh pots need some additional step yes. to to cure it and yes and make it last yes
0: so in india at least in kerala where i'm from we season our clay pots using rice water hmm. yeah so
1: can you Tell me what is rice water?
0: Um, when you boil your rice, the remaining water is your starchy rice water. Basically, any starch water.
1: So rice is cooked in Kerala the way pasta is cooked. Yes, so you... you can probably use pasta water also. So how did you come about this journey? I read in your bio you were...
0: An actual analyst.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> A major transition. Yes. How did you come about this?
0: So, yes, yeah, so... I was working as an natural analyst um, in this company called ICICI Lombard in Mumbai. It was just after I graduated. And while I was working there, I realized a corporate job is not my cup of tea. So <laughs> I, I quit my job and I decided to come back home to decide what to do next. And for a year, I took a break and I, I went and stayed with my grandparents for, say, a few months and i noticed a pattern my grandmother's way of cooking is so different from uh, mine and my mom's she makes everything from scratch say churning her own butter or uh, making her own rice flour or chili powder everything is made from scratch and the best part about her cooking is she makes it in her heirloom cookware that has been passed down from her mother. Uh, be it the casta in dosa tawa or the kasta in upper pan. Those are traditional Indian food. And there's a very beautiful cookware called the urali, which is from Kerala. So she traditionally makes, uh, fries her rice flour in the urali and that's when i realized
1: and, and what is the urli made of so what metal is it
0: um so the urli is first of all you have to make the mold for the urli so the mold of an orally is made using clay and into that mold, they pour molted metal,
1: bronze. And bronze is uh, copper and tin, like about 10-12% of tin Yes. mixed with copper. It's an alloy. Yes,
0: yes. And that is baked at a really high temperature. And after that, they break the clay mold. So that is why when you see the uruli, there's a lot of imperfection and a little bit of black lines and things like that. That's the clay that's attached to the uruli, which is then polished and made smooth.
1: Yes, I have my grandmother's uruli here in the United States. I carry it here. Um, and I, I use it only once a year Okay, uh, for this very special uh, dish that I make for a puja. Okay. But your parents, weren't they shocked when you came back home? Yes, they. Leaving this, this, ICSI jobs are pretty difficult to get and sought after yes they are but
0: I was I was adamant I couldn't it was not my cup of tea and finally they gave in they're like okay come back home we'll figure it out
1: what about the non-stick pans okay what's what's wrong with them
0: again when I was uh, visiting my grandparents I realized that it's not only enough to be aware about what we consume we should also be aware of how we consume it. There is no point of buying organic produce and cooking it in a nonstick pan and s- scraping the nonstick coating with a steel spoon. That will cause more harm than good. So um, that's when I realized that we need to go back to our roots and find traditional cookware that can actually benefit our health and well-being. Like say, the cast iron cookware. It adds iron to your food. And clay cookware, uh, traditionally, it's not so good to cook acidic food in a cast iron cookware because it will ruin the seasoning. So, I uh, for acidic food, it's best to cook in a soapstone cookware or a clay cookware because it will make your food alkaline and it is easier for the food to get digested.
1: So, there's a whole science behind it. Yes. The uh, why they used it. Yeah. But what can beat the convenience of a nonstick pan, right? It takes me literally one second to clean, doesn't need seasoning. I use less oil. Um, and say I switch from this metal spoon to uh, a rubber spatula to um, cook and uh, stir my cooking. What is wrong with a nonstick pan?
0: Does a nonstick pan add uh, nutrition to your
1: food? I. It doesn't. I do think non-stick pans have some toxicity yes, in them yes. too. Uh, the, when the high fumes... Um, yes,
0: yes, it does. So I, uh, you're not supposed to cook food at a high temperature on a non-stick pan. Because right,
1: right. Yeah, the the high temperatures cause these toxic fumes. Yes.
0: So there, uh, there are so many instances where a cast iron cookware uh, is much better than using a non-stick pan if you season it well it is as good as a non-stick pan
1: right and actually that's true the 30 year old large griddle that I have I use I think even less oil than the non-stick pan and I do agree with you the same batter of say dosa cooked on the non-stick pan versus the cast iron pan there is a difference in the taste
0: yeah. And the texture also, I think it'll, it becomes a lot more crispier on the uh, cast iron than on a, on a nonstick pan.
1: So yeah. So you're back home, you're watching your grandmother cook. And then what?
0: So then I realized that there's a really good opportunity here. And if I educate people on the benefits of these traditional cookware, it is so uh, beneficial for everyone. So We chucked out all the nonstick pans in our house and moved completely to cast iron and clay and soapstone cookware. And that's how I started. I tested out my products for the first two months before I launched my uh, website.
1: Green heirloom offers a platform for these artisans. Yes. So do they still use traditional generational skills that they learned from their grandfathers? And their fathers too. Yes. Or mother to make these utensils.
0: Yes. So um there's a small town called Manar in central Kerala, which is known as the Bell Metal Town. That's where for centuries there is there have been certain group of people that have been making uralis. So before I started my venture, I went and visited them. I saw the whole process of how they are making the Uralis. It's a beautiful process. It's a craft that has been uh, perfected over
1: years and over hundreds of, if not thousands. Yes,
0: definitely. And this craft, this handcrafted Urali, uh, the knowledge that, that has been passed from their forefathers, it's a beautiful uh, sight to watch them make the Urali and i am also i also work with local artisans to make the clay cookware so i give them designs and they make it according to my specification and soapstone cookware also local artisans hand carve the stone for me
1: it's pretty incredible that these skills and craftsmanship have survived and still you can find people who can do this.
0: But unfortunately, uh, the soapstone cookware is, it's uh, the skill, the number of people making the soapstone cookware are reduced drastically. Like I had a really difficult time tracking down people who are still making this. There are only few places wherein these people are situated, these local artisans who make them.
1: Basically, what are the products that you carry in terms of material and in terms of cookware?
0: I have three materials. Um, clay cookware, cast iron cookware and soapstone cookware and under these I have I have kadai that's a wok then I have a skillet I have a grill I have a lot of clay pots wherein you can cook you can stir fry you can cook curries you can do a lot of things and soapstone cookware basically it's for curries. So I have something called as a yogurt or a curd setter which is a clay pot wherein you can uh, make your own yogurt or curd and it will set perfectly because the clay pot is porous in nature. So it's a beautiful piece. That's something that we designed and the artisan made it for us.
1: Yes, I have a curd setter uh, which, uh, and I think the yogurt made with the curd setter, it it tastes completely different. It's so... Yes. And it's. I feel you don't have to refrigerate it. No, it, you don't. Because the pot itself is aerated and it cools it, so it doesn't yeah. become sour yes. that quickly.
0: Yes, that's the beauty of clay. It's porous in nature, <laughs> and so is uh, the soapstone. Uh, I am going to introduce a soapstone curd pot, even soapstone is porous in nature
1: right so but what about the magnesium and the re- reaction to the acidity or tartness or sourness in the yogurt and even maybe the the milk protein
0: traditionally we have been using the uh, soapstone for a setting curd for
1: ages it has been okay yeah i'm i don't think that is an problem so um, how does one clean these things right so we're talking about stainless steel or nonstick. it's pretty easy to clean whereas things which are porous things which are heavy they uh, they are seasoned how do you clean these so uh cleaning clay cookware
0: is very straightforward it's uh no problem you can just wash it with your regular scrubber and a dish mild dish soap that's
1: it. The soap doesn't get stuck in the pores and it's able to clean it?
0: No, no. The, there has never been an issue. No, no problem. Whereas for cast iron, it is best to use salt to clean the pan because if you scrub it with a steel scrubber or something, the seasoning will come off.
1: So you just use salt and water?
0: Yeah, and warm water and uh, you rub the surface of the skillet or the pan and you apply a coating of oil and you, keep, and you store it. And it should be extremely dry. If it's not dry, it'll get rusted and you have to re-season it again.
1: Right. I set it on my stove to dry,
0: yeah. you know,
1: turn on the flame and it dries on the stove. Yes. So how do you test for lead in your materials or any other toxins in your material? Do you do any tests?
0: Um, so far, I haven't, uh, but I plan on doing it, especially for my clay cookware. Since uh, I started this whole venture during this COVID situation, most of the labs are not functioning. So once it's up and running, I plan on testing it. So does
1: heirloom give back to the artisans other than giving them a platform to sell their goods worldwide?
0: So currently, um, I'm working on a profit-sharing model with my local artisan that i'm working with that is my plan for the future
1: you also had uh tamarind wood, wood. Uh, chopping cutting board. boards yeah chopping boards cutting boards so what is so unique
0: tamarind wood has been always the first choice when it comes to cutting board especially in india because we use tamarind for in our dishes very often and um the best part of the wood is it doesn't chip that easily and it has a lot of antimicrobial qualities. And my cutting board is a single piece of wood. It, it's not. Uh, so a lot of the cutting boards that you get in the market are different parts of the wood that are compressed into one slab, whereas mine is just one piece of wood. If you season it properly, it will last you a lifetime.
1: And how do I season the wood?
0: So, um, you can season it by uh wiping it clean with some vinegar and rubbing some oil all over it yeah
1: so so, the pots and pans that I used in India are different than pots and pans used elsewhere so even in case of a skillet, right there's some difference as you enter the international market, would you be able to train and teach or? even introduce new designs to the artisans to expand their markets?
0: Yes. Um, So I feel I want to educate the local artisans on what the consumers require. Like, I want to show them different new designs and how they can innovate and how they can sell their own products in the long run.
1: On that note, Kavya, thank you so much for coming on Mindful Businesses. It was a pleasure to have you on our show.
0: Thank you for having me, Vidya. It has been such a lovely conversation.
1: If you're a creator of a mindful brand or would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show, send us a message on our Facebook or Instagram page. Our Instagram handle is mindful underscore businesses underscore podcast. If you learned a thing or two from this episode, share it with one friend. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We recorded this podcast in Lafayette, Indiana. Tatum Gale composed the music for this podcast. This is Vidya Iyer with Mindful Businesses.